0: Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we have another Markham resident, uh, Bridget Bernice from uh, Noah's Clubhouse. But we're going to start, uh, Bridget. With you telling us about your education, where did you go to school after high school?
1: Um, Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. Um, So I went to, I actually was local, uh, U of T, um, and I did my undergrad in, um, this is going back a few years, (laughs) I did my undergrad in uh, business administration. So I did a specialist program uh, in business and administration with a minor in Spanish language, actually.
0: And, okay, so during your education and after your education, tell us about any jobs that you took on.
1: So, you know... I became, uh, I went on to become um, a chartered accountant or what's now known as a CPA certified pub, uh, professional accountant. I, I, <laughs> and I remember when I started university, I actually was going sound. I took first year uh, science courses. Um, and then I just midway through the first semester, I realized, you know, this is really not for me. Uh, it was much more hands-on than I thought. I'm much more of a theoretical person. Um, I'm not the person that wants to get their hands dirty. Um, and so I was kind of, uh, trying to find what it is that I wanted to do. And I remember someone asking me, uh, you know, why don't you become an accountant? Like, because because at that point I was working in the accounting department uh, with actually my parents' business, and when she asked me, you know, why don't you just become an accountant? I said, Oh, no way, that's not for me. And I learned to swallow that those words uh, because that's exactly what I be- I ended up becoming. So, um, so I I did I I started out. In there, working with my parents in their small business in the accounting department, and then uh, once university was over, then I started articling with um, with the accounting firms. So I, I worked with a few of the accounting firms. I worked with um, uh, Grant Thornton uh, at that time; they were known as Don Raymond. So I may be dating myself now. And I uh, worked with Ernst and Young. Um, and PwC. So in, in different groups. So I've had exposure in um, expatriate tax, I've had exposure in personal tax and corporate tax and in MA. So uh, I went on to specialize in tax as well. So, um, so yeah, just a bit of, of everything <laughs> um, in terms of my experience with the accounting firms.
0: So, what are you doing now? Are you working part time with somebody, or?
1: So I, right now, I'm working. So I, I did. So to go back to the work experience, I did have a um, some experience with public uh, companies as well. Uh, my last job was with a public gold mining company, and when I was working there, um, in in the tax department, I. Um, I, uh, my my son passed away suddenly, and so I I took some time off, um, and then I attempted to go back, and I realized that it just like I just it was not uh, it was no longer a fit. Um, I wasn't getting the same. Um, it just like it just it was not I wasn't getting the same satisfaction uh, that I used to out of it my priorities obviously had changed and so I made the decision to not go back and at that time I was also thinking I wanted to do something different um, because I didn't want to I felt that uh, the passing of my son Noah had had to be relevant somehow. Uh, I couldn't. I just like for me, I couldn't just let it happen and then just like move forward. Um, and I, I, I was toying with the idea. Someone had suggested to me, "Well, why don't you work in the accounting, like the finance side?" at a nonprofit and that started getting my wheels turning and then i realized but no like i i don't i don't want to do the same job in a different organization i want to do something different and it took me some time my son passed away in 2011 and it was in 2014 that I finally I created the nonprofit Noah's Clubhouse, and I purposely took some time to make sure that it was going to stick. Uh, I had had some discussions with lawyers about you know setting up a charity and a nonprofit, and in their experience, uh, they had they had mentioned to me that when Parents, when they you know, uh, sometimes when they lose their children, um, they create a charity or a nonprofit, and it's part of the grieving process. And then once I don't I, I don't want to say once the grieving stops because the grieving the grief is always there. The grieving you're always grieving. Is just it just takes a different form, um, and you just live with it differently. But once the grief is over, then the charity kind of, you know, fades away. So I wanted to make sure that was not the case, and so that why that's why it took some time for it to be established. It was intentional, um, and I started it as a nonprofit because it's quite uh, it's quite a challenge to get a charity your charitable status. Uh, so I started that way to kind of get my feet wet to understand the process. And, um, and then it didn't take any long, you know, probably within six months, I said, uh, no, I wanted, I want to have a charitable status, I want to have control as to, um, you know, how, how the funds are used, you know, the fundraising, the events, the, the actual fundraising events, and, you know, making the decisions as to uh, how the funds are distributed to the families. So that's that's so that's my my part time full time work. It's not work. It's everything like I volunteer my time. It's a completely volunteer basis. Um, but a, f- a couple of years ago, I did I did start working part time actually as a travel consultant, um, something completely different. I've always enjoyed traveling, always enjoyed researching about travel. Uh, so an opportunity came up. I wasn't looking for it. It just came up, and I thought, why not? Let's try this. So I, I started, um, and then obviously with a pandemic that's kind of been put on hold, <laughs> not many people, not many Canadians are traveling right now. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing right now.
0: It's quite a change from accounting, though.
1: Yes, it, it is. It is. Yes.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the charity mm-hmm. and the... the uh, why, it, why it started? <coughs> why did it start?
1: So, um, yes, yeah, so like I mentioned, it was... Um, when my son passed away, I wanted to you know, have something in his memory. And so Noah had cerebral palsy. And so for me, it was just a natural uh, that the charity would be created and it would uh, benefit families with children with cerebral palsy. So that's that's how it started. Uh, and um, And so, yeah, so we... <coughs> The charity has been so the charity received its charitable status in 2017. Um, And we've been, we started distributing funds in 2019. And we've assisted over 100 families so far. Uh, So families apply and they get funding in the amount of $500. Um, for their child with cerebral palsy.
0: So your other son, what does he think of what you're doing? Or does um, he understand it?
1: Oh, he completely understands it. So Noah So, Noah has, Noah had a, a twin brother, Nicholas. Um, he is, <laughs> uh, he really, like he knows it's obviously something very close to my heart. Um and he he gets involved to a certain degree, but he also knows it's kind of like my baby, right? It's it's so it's 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 the way it's how we keep Noah alive, you know. Um, so sometimes sometimes it it can be um, surprising. Uh, Because like I mentioned with the grieving, how it's ongoing, sometimes when I'm dealing with if there's certain times of the year, like there's just a lot of activity going on with the charity, and I need to take a break, you know, um, because it is a reminder of my son, you know. Uh, So there are are times where I just kind of have to pause and say, okay, I, I need a break, I need to look after me, and just like like you know, there's there's sometimes the reminders can be overwhelming. So that's why, uh, yeah, sometimes it's it's good to kind of take a
0: break. How did you go about explaining it to him, Nicholas?
1: Wow, that's a very good question. You know, i I don't remember. Ah. <sighs> I don't remember having the explicit conversation with him. Like, obviously I did. Um, but he understood, like, it wasn't like why, you know, and so he would have been, you know, by the time the nonprofit was started, he would have been 10 uh, because, you know, Noah passed away when they were seven, when Noah passed away. So he would have been 10 and, It's like intuitively he just knew. Like I didn't have to explain the why. You know, he just—he's never questioned it. He's never questioned why you're doing this. Um, And I don't—I don't recall him having a lot of questions for me when I when I um, when I told him about it. So, but that's a very good question.
0: (laughs) So, Bridget, how do you go about funding this organization?
1: So that's this year has been a challenge. That's for sure, much more than last year. Um, so it's just, you know, fundraising events. Um, to I try to make as me, I try to create awareness of Noah's Clubhouse within the community because I feel it's important that the community be aware that there are local charities. Um, they don't, you know, there are a lot of charities. They're all, uh, doing amazing work. Um, you know, at some of the larger charities, they, you know, once they receive, there's a lot of overhead administrative costs. Um, and this, there are none, like, it's like the basics that must be, you know, certain legal fees must be incurred. Certain like professional fees must be incurred to make sure that the charity, is, is uh, you know, doing everything correctly. Um, but other than that, there are no administrative costs. So I think it's important to, for people to be aware that they have a choice to donate to a, a charity that where every dollar goes to a family versus to another charity where, you know, the dollar maybe... 50 cents maybe 70 cents goes to you know ultimately to a beneficiary so um, but it's it's various fundraising events. Um, uh, I've I've you know trying to appeal to corporate donations um you know and again there's a lot of you know there are a lot of people applying for there's a lot of charities applying for those those funds which are limited. Um, and trying to think outside the box about different events. Um, always trying to think of ways people can donate without necessarily donating. Um, you know, because sometimes you know, it's, it's people want to support in different ways. So, you know, thinking of, you know, one of the things that's very popular are the Purdy's uh, fundraising So, you know, people love chocolate. So and different different companies have different programs where, you know, you can uh, purchase the items and then resell them. And then the profit um, goes to the charity. So there's there's different events like that. I try to spread them out throughout the year as well uh, so that, you know, there's different times. One of the other popular events is the online holiday the 12 days of Christmas the online holiday um auction so that tends to be very well received I really enjoy doing that one um because it gets me out in the community meeting businesses uh, meeting business owners um and just kind of finding out about them and I always I always try to you know if it's an event that requires or um, a partnership, I always try to get a local business so that it's always, it's almost like a two for one, you know, highlighting two businesses, supporting two local um, entrepreneurs, if you will, because um, I, I feel that's important too. Um, so that's, that's, you know, try to be creative with different ways of, of funding, finding funding.
0: Okay. Now, so far you've talked about I. Is there a we?
1: In Noah's Clubhouse? Yes. So there is, well, it's a one-person show, pretty much. I do, you know, um, registered charities must have a board of directors, so I do have a board. So we meet, uh, there's three of us including myself we meet uh once a quarter and we just kind of (coughs) discuss you know different events uh, you know the success kind of you know go through past events uh talk about future events talk about uh funding uh like ways to get funding and then also uh funding for families right so it's um uh, so it's it's kind of a meeting of the minds. So there's, uh, d- you know, these two uh, ladies I've known for many, many years. One is a therapist, and she owns her own clinic. And the other has a business background similar to myself. So I thought it was very important that there be someone who's working with the families, hands-on, you know, to have that perspective. So, you know, we have that coming in, you know, and then, so we know what works, what doesn't work. This, you know, what would be a good idea, not a good idea. So, because um, you know, everybody has a different perspective, and it's it 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 brings that to the table, and then we're able to share and kind of dissect the information. So, so there is a we.
0: <laughs> so, are you the president or the executive That's, director?
1: Uh, both. <laughs> So I have. Uh, 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 there are two directors, and I'm the president and executive director. Yes.
0: Okay. So, do you have a contract with the uh, charity, so that you have a job?
1: Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Like it's it's no, I don't. It's just everything's volunteer. Everything is volunteer. No, basis. I realize
0: that, but the board of directors could, in theory, fire you
1: they 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 could but i i trust them i trust them they they both they both knew noah so i don't think i they know that if i'm not involved then then the heart is of of the organization's not there
0: okay so tell us again what services the clubhouse provides
1: so the funding we provide to families is for therapy. So any kind of therapy, um, you know, like there's so many different forms of therapy provided that they are approved by CRA for, for medical expenses. Um, but uh, so anything typically families will get uh, physiotherapy and okay, occupational therapy, PT and OT for their kids. Um, and they usually go hand in hand. Um, and then there's speech therapy, there's aquatic therapy, there's all sorts of different therapies. Like, it's just, it's really interesting to see how the technology is evolving and, in um, providing kids with new, um, uh, therapies like, or, or kind of, a different form of therapy. Um, There's recently I was at one of the clinics and one of the children uh, that it, it was, it was not planned. So it was completely by accident. I happened to be dropping some stuff off at a clinic. And one of the, one of the children that had received funding from Noah's clubhouse in the past has, was there for therapy and was using a new uh kind of robotic machine so they they the therapist like um placed the child in this walker like a really like walker is like an understatement like a really fancy robotic walker and so a child who would not be able to walk unassisted is then placed in this walker and it's completely robotic. Like the therapist, they have the app on the iPad and that it simulates natural walking. And the theory being that, you know, a, a lot of the theory with the physiotherapies that uh, it kind of, like, obviously it's physical, but also it helps with the, the chemistry, like the, the, you know, how the brain works and to train the brain, on how to move your muscles now i know i'm completely oversimplifying this because i don't have a medical background so um but it is really amazing to see and and uh, the funding that nose clubhouse provides is not for any kind of equipment uh but the equipment is 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 very expensive which is very unfortunate because the moment <coughs> that any piece of equipment is uh defined as, you know, as adaptive uh, for special needs, you know, children, then it, like the price, it just becomes outrageously expensive, um, which is a burden to the families.
0: Well, one of the groups that I recommend that you take a look at, and I did a podcast with her, it's an organization called Ability Online. So they crossed out the D I S. Right, and they just call it ability online. Right, and I will definitely look them up. And,
1: I think uh, I have heard of them.
0: Yeah, it's Michelle McClure, and she's a—it's amazing. She runs a national organization by herself, like you. So <laughs> she she doesn't know anybody. So, what about your family? What do they think of what you're doing?
1: They're very supportive. They're extremely supportive, um, and. And I think for them, it's the same thing, you know, like keeping Noah alive in the sense that, you know, not in, not in, um, hanging on, I haven't let go kind of way, but in, uh, you know, uh, that his, his memory lives on that he, you know, that through him able to help other families. So a lot of times, especially at the beginning when I was creating the Noah's Clubhouse, you know, my my guidance, my guiding light was always like, what would Noah want? What would, you know, what would he think? And this is just knowing this intuitively. Noah, like I said, had cerebral palsy, and he also, he he was nonverbal, so he couldn't communicate um, verbally. Um, and that's when you realize how much people communicate through their bodies because you know we got to know what noah was was feeling just by body language right and facial expressions like are huge so um so in terms of of so to go back to your question so the family like they're all they've been very supportive um and yeah, they, they, they know what this means for me and also what it means for them. So um, they, they, they just view it as a way that Noah is
0: helping other families. I had a student at Centennial College who had a wild contraption. <laughs> but him, he, was, he was in the same situation, mm-hmm. the same illness. And his mother bought him in each day and set him up. And uh, he participated in the classes. Okay. It was kind of neat. So, in terms of three years from now, where's Noah's clubhouse going to be?
1: Well, I would hope bigger. So currently we offer funding like families can apply for funding twice a year. Um, The limitation just uh, the, the, the reason for the limitation is no other reason than funding. So, you know, we can't distribute money that we don't have. So, you know, in, in a perfect world, it'd be nice that the funding is like families can apply year round. And there are no restrictions, um, whether that's in three years, I don't know. Um, but I would just, I would, you know, whenever families apply for funding, so it's it's a uh, families across Ontario can apply for funding. And at first, you know, it was it was within GTA, and then as when the the, the application come in, and I see that some of the families are in Ottawa or in London. Um, it makes me happy. Like it just makes me happy that knowing somehow, you know, Noah's clubhouse is getting out there. Uh, I'm not sure how social media in that respect is fabulous. Um, Cause if it weren't for social media, Noah's clubhouse would not exist. Uh, but that's, that's so whenever the reach expands, the geographical reach expands, that makes me happy. Cause then there are just, it means that more people are finding out. So uh, the more f- people that are finding out, the more pe- more families we can help, and hopefully, the more people that are finding out, the more you know funding we can receive to be able to help more families. So,
0: um, so what you want to do is set up social franchises in different communities across Canada.
1: Yes, that would be yes. <laughs>
0: okay. So, finally, how do people reach Noah's Clubhouse? What is the website?
1: So, the website is www.noahsclubhouse.org. And then we have a profile. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. um, And then, obviously, by email as well. Uh, and all that information, we have a YouTube channel, um, and all that information is is on the website.
0: Terrific. Well, thank you, Bridget. It's a great story.
1: Thank I, you.
0: I hear the passion in your voice.
1: Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for uh, having me.
0: Okay, well, take care. Enjoy your run this morning.
1: Okay, thank you.